Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey, nice to be back. Welcome to uh, yet another edition of Lynn Cullen Still Alive at Last Check. It's October 5th in uh, this interesting year of 2020. So, guys, I've been didn't talk to you for the last 10 days. Anything happen? Huh? Um, <laughs> I sort of miss uh, having missed the opportunity to talk at length about what the big news. I mean, huge, huge stories have happened uh, in those 10 days, of course. And um, not having been able to sound off about them, I guess, was the whole point of of me taking a week uh, off. But, um, you know, we're living in such an insane time that the the bombshell uh, New York Times story about uh, Trump's tax returns um, is so far in the rearview mirror now. <laughs> what is it? A week later, um, and and that tells you that we're 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 living in a sort of whirlpool, and it's no wonder that I think many of us have trouble focusing on anything for uh, any length of time. Um, It is difficult to be thoughtful and see the forest for the trees when this constant chaos and tumult of huge events keep cascading down upon us. There was Trump's taxes, and then there was that debate. That was a week ago. Wow. I mean, wow. I was so chilled after watching Trump in that uh, 90 minutes. Um and anyone who could have watched that and not seen that this is a guy i don't want to compare him to samson compare him to samson but this is a guy who will take down the whole nation in an effort to save himself i guess that's not what samson did but i see him as this destructive force the not dog whistling to uh neo nazis dog whistling is is uh, you know way too uh, tame uh, a, a figure of speech the out and out call out the refusal to um god see 
See, can't fo- the, the refusal to condemn uh, white nationalism and the the, the refusal, and then this shout out to this hate group, this violent hate group, the Proud Boys, stand back, stand by. They understood it. They changed their logo, I guess, almost immediately. We've got a um, a demented, narcissistic, and now sick, racist, neo-fascist at the helm of our country. And thank God in one week's time, we can show him the door. I actually have my ballot right here. And I, because I'm such a wreck about this, I'm actually going to um, hand it in downtown (laughs) at at the election office. I want to see it go in. I'm I'm just I don't know. I've sent uh this year alone uh twice payments by mail that never got there. So I just I have no trust in in uh the post office. Um I do want to say and uh in regard to this that I felt that because I had asked for an absentee ballot I um, I had to vote absentee because I'd be down on the list as having an absentee ballot. And that's not really true, and I want to make this, uh, this clear, um, actually, because as we all now start getting ballots and voting or trying to figure out what it is we're going to do to vote, um, it's important to know that I could have not filled out this ballot. And if I decided I wanted to vote in person, which was I, I was definitely thinking that's what I wanted to do. But if I wanted to vote in person, I could do that, take my unfilled out absentee ballot, all the pieces of it, the envelopes, the the instructions, the ballot itself, unmarked, and shown up, you can do this, show up with your ballot at your polling place. And they will then destroy it. <laughs> It'll be clear that you did not use it. They will know that. And then you can vote, and your vote will be counted immediately. If you don't give them your unmarked ballot and all the trimmings, you will still be able to vote, but it will be a provisional vote. 
which means it will not be immediately counted. So that's just want to clear that up, that if you do have or are getting a ballot, but you're really thinking, you know what, I think I want to vote in person. If you if you want to vote in person, have it count uh, immediately, then you have to take the ballot unsealed, unmarked to your polling place. I just wanted to get that out because, you know, this nitty gritty stuff. I mean, my God, when I filled out my ballot, I did it like with such care. And I worried because there are people who will get flustered. It says you have to fill it out with a with a blue or or black uh, pen. And I'm thinking there are people who don't have a blue or black pen in their house. Old people, let's say. Maybe they don't. Anyway, I bet you want me to talk about the fact that the president of the United States is um, in the hospital with uh, COVID-19 after hosting that wonderful super spreader event to unveil his noxious uh, candidate for the Supreme Court and to step into the seat held by the great Ruth Bader Ginsburg. All you need to know about her judgment, this woman who we would put on the highest bench in the country, all you have to know about her judgment is that she went right along with this maskless event that she took her her seven children unmasked to the event, that poor little son of hers sitting next to Melania Trump, who at that point, who I don't even know, might have had it. That those children unmasked were in the White House with all those other people unmasked. That says something about this particular mother's judgment. Surely she knows there's this rampant epidemic going on. And surely she knows that in order to safeguard herself, her children and others, they should have been masked. She did not do that. And we find out that she herself had it already. So maybe she feels invincible. I'm not aware that all seven of her children had it or her husband had it. I don't know. But that's not even the point. To look at those pictures from that event of all those people living in their magical universe, they I mean, you see there clearly that somehow they must have felt immune, that they are powerful and nothing touches them. To look at those pictures, you would not know how the rest of us have truncated our lives. You would not know that I have not uh seen my mom my 98 year old mom for for eight not nine months now 
and um, and she wants to see me, and she keeps asking to see me, but I don't want to. I these people don't realize that people have had their loved ones die alone. What I, I it's just you know listen. There's nothing I'm going to say that hasn't been said. Nothing. It's mind-boggling. To see Kellyanne Conway and Bill Barr practically, you know, practically, well, they were. She, she was right, her face, her mouth was right up to his ear. They were whispering. They were as close as they could be without engaging in some kind of sexual activity. And she's now got it. And up until, I guess, late yesterday, he refused to quarantine. So he's been walking around, living his life, shedding the virus, perhaps. Who knows? I don't know. And that these people can be tested whenever they want, get a meet results. None of us have that. And to look at the president now, having everything but the kitchen sink thrown at him to make sure he will survive. When you, your loved ones, ha, good luck. Chris Christie tested positive and we are told immediately checked himself into a hospital. You can test positive today. You can't immediately check yourself into a hospital. You're told to stay home. Just stay home. And you could say, but I'm obese like Chris Christie. And I have asthma like Chris Christie. And they'll say, stay home. Until you're in distress. What's most hit me right in the face with all of this is something that I already know, but it's just so blatant and out there and how anyone cannot see that there, that if you have power and if you have wealth, You can survive anything. You got the right connections. And if you don't survive, it's not for want of having everything that other people like you and yours and me and mine have no access to. These are the people that right now, as the Supreme Court begins its October session, are going to be hearing a case that these same people, these entitled, despicable people, have forced to the Supreme Court, and not for the first time, in an effort to deprive other people of their health care. 
their latest challenge to Obamacare. Their constant, constant, indefatigable battle to take that lifeline away while they, the same people who get golden parachutes when they sexually assault people in their, um, in their employ, the same people who no more deserving and perhaps less deserving than the average American are given golden treatments for their illnesses and access to the best, even as they work to take basic health care away from those who have the least. This is evil. This is evil. Even the Pope, the Pope said it this weekend, yesterday, releasing his encyclical. These are the Pope's words. If only we might keep in mind all those elderly persons who died for lack of respirators, partly as a result of the dismantling year after year of health care systems. Yeah. And in that same vein, that ride, uh, that joy ride Trump took last night, um, literally endangering the lives of the Secret Service men who accompanied him on this ego trip, on this his inability to not be on the lead story. He has to keep, even in illness, has to, the show must go on. And if people fall by the wayside, well, it's all for the greater good, the only good, and that is Donald Trump. Think of all the people whose names we don't know, whose faces we don't see, who are not in those videos from the uh, White House nom- uh, nominating uh, party for, for uh, Amy Coney Barrett. Think of all the people that made sure that the White House functions, that they're, all of those little people who when they test positive, we'll never know. You think the White House is going to be giving out information on how many of the staff 
the, you know, the, the staff, the people who change the sheets and work in the kitchen, who dust the tables and sweep the floors. You think those people and their families to whom they return after being in this petri dish of COVID-19 that used to be the White House, we'll never know how many have already tested positive. Hmm? And I'm willing to bet that if a reporter asked the question, there would be no answer forthcoming. It's everyone for themselves. And when it's everyone for themselves, well, the rich and the powerful make it. And the others, well, hope you believe in reincarnation. Maybe next time you'll go around and be a rich and powerful person. Forgive me because I haven't talked in so long, but I got to keep talking for a little while. I'll get stuff off my chest. You know, watching these uh, doctors, all those white, white coated males standing there and telling us nothing. And the last one I saw, every doctor that got up and said something did not start speaking about anything that we were concerned with before kissing Trump's ass. Forget my crudeness. They literally said the same thing. I just want to say what an honor. It is to care for the President of the United States. That's not doctor talk. We're not hearing any doctor talk. These guys are now just players, and they're and believe me, they, they are they're bit players in Trump's ongoing production what his life has always been, his adult life, ever since The Apprentice, he finally found the thing he can do, which is star in a production with him at the center. And so even as he becomes ill, it's just another episode we all watch enthralled. Will he walk out of the White House on his own? Will he allow himself to be carried out? One cannot imagine, oh, the optics. So there was that whole riveted episode. And then, of course, he had to stage the, I know I'm in the hospital, but look at me working. 
And so he tweets out that in his shirt sleeves, signing an empty paper. All props. It's none of it. It is just for the production. Just as in The Apprentice, there were, might have been documents there, but there was really nothing on them. These are props. It's a show. And so there he was. And then hours later, another picture gets tweeted out. Now he's wearing his suit jacket and he's sitting in a conference room. And man, he is up and being the leader of the free world again. And all those same props are arrayed on the table. Turns out those pictures were taken, taken 10 minutes apart because they were simply staging. He walked from one room to the other. He took off his jacket for one, put it on for the other, sat down, and that was that. This is a guy who plays at being president of the United States and who played being a successful businessman on The Apprentice. It's what he knows how to do. But the damage he is doing while essentially that position is not filled. except in as much as the people who surround him and he himself want to use the power that comes to them. We don't have a clue how sick he is. There's not a person in the world who has been treated for this disease as he is being treated. There's not a person in this world who has, in supposedly the early stages of his infection, been given remdesivir, dexamethasone, monoclonal antibodies, cocktails, Famitidine, maybe some zinc, who the hell else knows? These things have never been given to anybody before. It is not known the interaction among and between all of these drugs in a 74 year old obese, narcissistic piece of crap. Excuse me. And who's his doctor? He's his doctor. You can tell that. You know full well that he's the one telling them, throw everything you got at me. I want it all. Does he care if it hasn't been tested? He, when has he ever cared? I'm surprised he isn't drinking bleach. All those doctors are afraid of him. They are not in charge. He's in charge. There is actually, um, and doctors do know of this, one would think that um, celebrities get the best care at hospitals. But in fact, they often get worse care. And it's called VIP syndrome. And 
it happens because they're special people. And, oh, guess who I have on my floor? Nurses, doctors aren't focused as they would normally be on the patient. They're in thrall to the patient and their proximity to them. Seriously, it's a thing. Look it up. And I just have one more thing I have to say, and then I'll get to these emails. Um, I have not been able, I wrote it down because I've not been able to get out of my head one sentence that his supposed doctor, Dr. Conley, who <laughs> is way in over his head, one thing he said in his second briefing trying to explain why he lied through his teeth to the nation on his, in his first briefing. And this is the sentence. And if any one of you can parse it for me, I would be very impressed because I've tried and tried and can't figure it out at all. And here it is. I'm sure you've heard it. In explaining why he hadn't told the truth, he said this. I didn't want to give any information that might steer the course of illness in another direction. What the hell? He's telling us, I lied to you because if I told the truth, his illness would have progressed or I don't know what how could the words coming out of his mouth <laughs> steer the illness in any way this is the kind of word salad that people who serve the master salad word salad chef the president end up speaking like Conley this makes no sense at all I didn't want to give any information that might steer the course of illness in another direction. What the hell? You know what pisses me off more than anything is how unbelievably disrespectful and condescending that kind of crap that they disseminate is to you and me. How stupid do they think we are? Do they think we're as stupid as their stupid base that fell for this production, Joe? All right. I see a lot of people calling me about the, or speaking, uh, emailing about ballots. Did I say something you don't agree with? Let me see. Hi, Lynn. Even if you have filled out your mail-in ballot and want to vote in person instead, you still can bring in with you can bring the filled-in ballot with you to the polling place and vote in person. Yeah, I know, but that vote will be a provisional ballot. Nobody wants to do a provisional ballot now when we want our votes in immediately and counted. We don't want them stuck aside. I mean, you're just agreeing with what I said. If I maybe I didn't say it clearly enough. I have been phone banking for Connor Lamb, she says, and Joe Biden, 
and this is what we were told. Right. I must have said that very um, inartfully then. Um, let me see. Michael writes, I received my ballot last week, filled it out, and soon, I think three days, got this email informing me it was processed and recorded. Oh, how cool. It says, Dear Michael J. Kestowick, your ballot has been received by Allegheny County on 10-01-2020. Your ballot status has been updated to reflect your official ballot has been received timely and recorded. Please note, you are no longer permitted to vote at your polling place, no matter what the president says. Now that you have returned your ballot timely, that's an odd locution, isn't it? Now that you have returned your ballot timely. I mean, it's more concise than in a timely manner, but that seems like a better way to put it. Okay, so that's good. I will look forward to receiving a similar letter. Um, Roger writes, a friend of ours who works with the Pennsylvania Election Commission just told us about how we must vote since we did an absentee ballot in the primaries. We ripped up our general election absentee ballot, not knowing we had to bring it with us to the polls. I'm sure that we're not the only ones to do this. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. So, okay, so anybody? So if you don't have, they'll have you down as having gotten a ballot, but if you don't produce that ballot... If you're not able to produce the ballot at your polling place, can you even cast a provisional? Probably. Probably. But somebody somebody answer that. See, people yeah, – and Roger, I'm sure that what you've done has been done by many others. Oh, God. Um, Terry has sent this to me, says, I don't know who wrote it, but boy, is it true. And here it is. Amy Barrett strode through every door Ruth Bader Ginsburg opened for her and then slammed it shut behind her. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Um... So, um, Senator Toomey uh, will not run for re-election, he's telling us. And I'm really pissed, frankly. He was up in two years. And I was so looking forward to throwing him out on his ear. So, he, having a, a great survival instinct is going to get the hell out. And he also says that he will not run for governor of the state, which I know Republicans uh, were hoping he would. We'll see if that... uh, um, continues. 
Uh, Margaret says, let Trump be a guinea pig. Yeah, well, you know, the odds are throwing all this crap at him. I mean, they're giving him drugs that are not given until someone is one step away from the ICU. I mean, that's where anyone else would get them. So he's being given all this stuff, uh, strong, strong stuff. And my guess is it'll it'll get him through. Um, and then we'll be subjected to the stories of what a warrior, what a strong man he is. He beat it, right? Oh, God. Oh, boy. Um, okay. Did I think I caught up with all that? Tony, little Tony writes, I was just thinking before your show about all the stuff that's happened since we last heard you. Uh, God only knows what will happen this week. Or not even this week. God knows what will happen later today. Isn't that true? Later today. Anyway, I wanted to let you know I got my ballot in the mail the other day. I'd like to take it downtown to the county office building. That's what I'm doing. Parking is iffy around there. I know. I I am having difficulty walking lately. So a friend is driving me down so she can drop me right in front and I'll hobble in and hobble back out, I think. That's what I'm going to try to do. Um, if you see a bent over little old lady on a cane, that's me. <laughs> that's me now. I even have a handicap thing for my car. It's so dispiriting but i'm up kind of anyway uh yeah so that way you won't have to it's a very, i can't believe we don't have drop boxes i just can't believe that why aren't there like 10 places in allegheny county where you can go and stick a ballot in why other states have that you tell me uh anyway so there you have it. Great. Oh, Lord. Just want to share a few other things. Maybe you already know this, but I'm sorry. I've got to do a few more quotes from the Pope. The marketplace by itself cannot resolve every problem. However much we are asked to believe this dogma, whatever the challenge, this impoverished and repetitive school of thought always offers the same recipes, the magic theories of spillover or trickle. Now, there's the Pope sticking it to uh, the capitalists. He went on to criticize, I mean, so much as it's just veiled Trump criticism. Uh, he criticizes myopic, extremist, resentful, and aggressive nationalism. And for those who, he, who cast immigrants as less worthy less important, less human. Uh, 
So goes on, talks about our empty individualism. That's what the, all those, I'm not going to wear a mask. <coughs> That's where those folks are coming from. The Pope goes on to talk about uh, the narrow and violent nationalism that's afoot, xenophobia and contempt, the mistreatment of those who are different, and a cool, comfortable, and globalized indifference. Oh, man, you know, the truth hurts. The truth hurts. He talks about the pandemic and he says anyone who thinks that the only lesson to be learned was the need to improve what we're already doing or to refine existing systems is denying reality. Wow. Sounds like a sounds like Che Guevara. God willing, says the Pope. After all this, we will think no longer in terms of them and those, but only us. God. And then, oh my God, he talks about us again. He doesn't say us, but he goes on to talk about um People who employ a strategy of ridicule, suspicion, and relentless criticism. That's clearly aimed at Trump. And this, political life no longer has to do with healthy debates. <laughs> After long-term plans to improve people's lives and to advance the common good, but only with slick marketing techniques primarily aimed at discrediting others. In this craven exchange of charges and countercharges, debate degenerates into a permanent state of disagreement and confrontation. Well, yep, that's us. We're living it every day. We're living it every day. Okay. And a former Secret Service detail leader, presidential detail leader, quite hesitant to say anything, tells me, this is from a reporter, the job is to put your life on the line, and risk is always there. You manage it. But what we are seeing now is unprecedented. It's Russian roulette. Russian, yeah. You can't manage that. Yeah. Well, okay. Man, I, there's so many things I want to say, and I, you know, I mean, come on, I'm just, my head's spinning. It's really <laughs> spinning. <laughs> Um, hang on. Wait. Oh, and I, I, this is a little, just a little aside that I enjoyed. Um, new research suggests 
that people who speak English, uh, that'd be most of us, people who speak English may in fact transmit the coronavirus more than speakers of many other languages. Now, why would that be? Actually, it makes some sense. The key uh, factor would be that the English language uh, uses a lot of spittle, there was one, spittle-producing consonants. It is the language itself, a lot of P's and K's and T's. And if you, you know, if you do that right now, I mean, you wouldn't want to be here with me because I was just spewing uh, all kinds of stuff into the air. So that makes some sense, I guess. Um, here's a quote from uh, a television critic in the New York Times and it dovetails with what I said about you know this is the reality show presidency I did not know that he actually told this um, flat out said it but It says here, Donald Trump has told aides to think of every day of his administration as an episode in a television show. Well, right. I just, wow, yeah, yeah. You know, those those awful people out there, with their horn honking and screaming and flag waving. Um, What blew me away about it, and I I haven't heard anyone else say anything about it, is that's outside a hospital, right? There are sick people in that hospital. And my understanding is that a hospital zone is a is a quiet zone. And if perchance there is someone in the hospital that you want to let know that you're there for, I guess sure you could gather. But you would gather respectfully and quietly. It's 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 just mind blowing to me how his crowd has no sense of well I was going to say decorum but it's it's more than that it's so unthinking so unfeeling Donald Trump is the only person in that hospital. I I don't know. Jerry says there are drop boxes. There are? Where? 
Hang on. Allegheny County voters will now have more options to vote early and submit ballots without relying on the mail or visiting a polling place. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. During three weekends in October, they have temporary locations. Um well, I'm just going to look and see if any of these make any more sense to me, for me. Well, there is one of them is in Homewood. That's close. Um, you know, here's what is worrisome to me. How complicated this whole thing has gotten to be, you know, and why has it gotten complicated? Because of the efforts of Trump and the Republicans to first of all hamstring the post office and um, to make us fear uh, that if we use it that our ballots will arrive. Um, the way they have hamstrung uh, going to the courts, trying desperately to any time we try to make things easier, for people to cast their votes, how they fight, they fight it. Um, and I, I, I just think, you know, I'm not an idiot. And yet I was so nervous about all of this. And will I get it in time? And how, oh, my God. And I've just, I've really been stressed about it. So when I got my ballot uh, Friday, I think I, I, I was just so relieved. And then the nervousness with which I filled it out and then the the nervousness with which now I'm trying to figure out how to, you know, actually turn it in. And I'm, there are so many people who I'm sure are going to mess things up one way or the other because they have made this so complicated. So. Yeah, so um, the next three weekends uh, in these various locations, South Park Ice Rink, well, it changes each weekend. You see, it's just, this is not the way to do it. Why can't there just be bango here? It's right here. It's here today. It's here tomorrow. Why does it have to be these certain times in certain places and the places change? How do people know this? I'm sorry. I'm squawking. I mean, I feel like I'm, and there's so much information. I mean, people's heads start to spin. They really do. We're so overwhelmed. I don't mean to project, but uh, I'm overwhelmed. Oh. Yeah, uh, so Ellen's telling me the same thing. Yes, these are satellite locations. I'm sure they're on the website, whatever. But, you know, geez, what about people who can't have, don't have access to all this, sh who, who aren't comfortable, you know, jumping around the Internet to find. Remember when you used to just walk out your door, walk over to the school and put and vote? I'm sorry. I'm screaming again. 
Uh, here's somebody who says, Lynn, the instructions with my absentee ballot say you can turn in your ballot at the polls to be destroyed and you will be allowed to vote. It says nothing about the ballot not being filled out. Oh, Jesus, you see what I mean? Okay, are you saying you could have filled it out, but you hand it in and they'll destroy it in front of you and then you can vote? You will vote provisionally only if you don't have the ballot and the envelopes. Okay, all right, all right. So now we've got it straight, right? So I'm part of the, in an effort to explain things, I have been spewing misinformation now. So somebody like Roger, who wrote in that he destroyed his ballot, he now has got to vote in person and it will be provisional. Although don't take my word for it. And... uh I don't know. Lynn writes, David, trying to add some laughs here. On my last attempt to connect with you, what does that mean? Um, You may remember the TV commercial for Febreze air fresheners asking, have you gone nose blind? When someone goes nose blind, they can notice the they don't notice the odd smells in their own home, but their guests notice immediately. Have you ever wondered you might be nose blind in your office? You gotta be kidding me. I am reading this and it is a Oh my God. This is a this is guys looking for business. I totally fell for this. He has a uh, building cleaning operation. (laughs) Ah, Well, hey, David, I'll give you this. That was good. That was good, but I'm not giving your company's name. Okay? Goodbye. Jeez. Um. What else we got here? Roger writes back. I have direct information from a source. I don't understand this. I'm on hold. I don't. Okay. I don't know what that means either. Um, Damn. Okay. I have a. Oh, here's a happy little story. Did you see this story? Uh, it's about a um, an award awarding of a medal, um, uh, and you get this medal for life saving bravery and devotion to duty. And in this particular case, the medal was given for detecting landmines um, in Cambodia. And the medal was awarded last Friday to um, a rat. Yeah. It's the first rat to receive this award. (laughs) It's a rat. And his name is Magawa. And this is an honor that usually is given to civilians. Uh, 
humans that recognizes acts of bravery and heroism, but it was decided that this rat had saved so many lives. This rat personally discovered 39 landmines and 28 pieces of unexploded ordnance and helped clear more than one and a half million square feet of land in the last four years. They're going to let him retire now. He's a, he's a um, five-year-old African giant pouched rat. And he was trained to, um, yeah, sniff it out. He finds a mine. He signals to his handler by scratching at the earth above it. And because he only weighs a few pounds or a pound, he is too light to set the mine off. So he can scurry around and scratch, 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 and he gets, you know, rewarded. So he's probably a pretty, I bet he's gaining weight. Maybe they're, maybe they're making him uh, stop because he's now, you know, heavy enough that he might blow himself up. He's two feet long. Jeez. And he mostly likes bananas, peanuts, and watermelons. Uh, so anyway, Magawa uh, received the, um, it's called the Animals George, no, it's a George Cross. I don't know. Anyway, God bless him. Cute little thing, too, just want to say. Isn't it amazing how animals often serve us so, and what do we do to them? Jesus, I'm just asking. What do we do with them? And do I have one other thing? I do. I'm sorry. I'm new to this. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember how I used to do this. Oh, great Dorothy Parker quote. Great quote, I think. If you want to know what God thinks of money, just look at the people he gave it to. Well, yeah, but <laughs> unfortunately with money comes power. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Amy. People were calling and I was... Not as usual. See, I'd forgotten how to do this. I wasn't paying. I'm sorry if you called and I missed your call because it's pretty much, we're pretty much done here. Um, but thank you. Um, I must say the last time I spoke to you, I did not know I was going to take the week off. And then um, I ended up having two doctor's visits scheduled and they were, they both made it impossible to do the show. So I thought rather than just, you know, okay, I'm here Tuesday, but I'm not here Wednesday. And then maybe I'm here Thursday. I just thought, well, look, I could probably use a week where I don't have to pay so much attention. And you know, what's funny is I can't help myself. So it's not like I, you know, was able to pull away from 
from watching the horror show. Uh, one thing um, that I did note personally is that when I think of the things that were really stressing me out, what was amazing is how down the list COVID-19 was. Seriously. That's how bad things are. My biggest stress is this election and what is going to happen and how we're going to deal with all these enraged, uh, out-of-control, hate-filled people that uh, he has unleashed. Um, That's my great fear. I'm really, really terrified. I admit it. And with the winter coming on, COVID will probably get... uh, get up the list again. Um, Kurt wants to know, since I have voted, was the Pennsylvania constitutional amendment on the ballot? No, there wasn't. There was a, there was something from the city or county um, about the police review board, which I voted for. Um, It's to give them more, um, more muscle in requiring, I think, police to uh, testify or whatever. I didn't read it that closely. I got the gist of it and said, okay. Oh, Roger, I'm sorry. Hun, I got to go, though. Roger said that his email was meant to tell me that he was on the phone waiting to talk. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I'm a little addled. I admit it. Two quick emails and then I got to go, guys. Uh, Debbie writes, I've come to the realization that Trump voters are selfish. There is no other explanation for voting for him. What he has done with rallies, events in Rose Gardens, screaming outside of hospitals, these people should be removed. He proved how selfish he is. He thinks of no one but himself. And who can be undecided at this point? Oh, God, I tell me, tell me. And Anne writes, my sister received her mail in ballot on Friday. Her inner envelope was blank. Instead of having it say official election ballot, she will be calling the elections office to see if they will send the correct envelope. I didn't even notice that. Is there a... Really? Did that say... Please note, um, after marking your ballot, refold it and place it in the smaller envelope labeled official election ballot. And hers wasn't labeled that. Oh, God. You see? You see? Remember the good old days when you could just go to the polls and vote? Ugh. Okay, I'm done. Roger, apologies. And um, and I'll be back tomorrow with my sister Susan, who's probably going to be screaming for an hour straight. I don't know. Anyway, see ya. Bye. Lynn Cullen Live. Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com.
The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.